Hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to uh, episode one of the Legend of Dreads podcast. Um, we'll find out um, eventually if that is taken, and we have now just stolen someone's podcast. But at this point, we do not believe so. So I am Travis. Um, I am uh, going to flounder through trying to um, let these three much smarter guys talk, uh, hopefully much more than I do. But this is a uh, podcast that we have been looking forward to doing, and we have been Dritz fans for a long time, and the four of us have the ability to get together in the same room and talk about Dritz, so we figured, what the heck, let's do it in a podcast format. So I'm going to apologize to you now, but um, hang out with us, because I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, Real quick, I'm going to introduce you uh, to my co-hosts. And that is uh, Bob Rieger. Hello, everybody. Ronald Twining. Hello. And Cameron Brayman. Hello. And the plan here will be for us to go through an outline that, that Ron has put together for us where we're going to talk about some of the events from Homeland. And we are choosing to start there. Real quick, you guys all agree that's, that's where to start, right? Oh, yeah. Chronologically. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, the Phantom Menace of the Dritz series. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Thank God it's not the Christmas special. <laughs> right. Oh, it could be. It could be. Uh, oh wow, a Christmas special Dritz. <laughs> I wonder if they've done that yet. I wonder if there's anything that I would ever put on that. You know, Bob would never write something like that. No, probably now. So uh, um, Dritz is a uh, character that is near and dear to our hearts that Bob Salvatore put together. Um, I want to say about. 30 plus years ago now we're talking 1988 crystal shard was 88 it is 2024 now so I'll let you non-math guys do this one so that is is that 44 years or 30 what is that 40 24 just round to the nearest just watching the wheels in Travis's head turn is hilarious. I'm just wondering how long it's going to take him to get to this number. 34. That's my number. 36. 36. Yeah, oh, hey. <clears throat> if I would have been able to write some stuff down, I would have figured it out. And what's yeah. funny is I was the only one that was old enough to read at that time. So. <laughs> Well, that is going to get us to the fun part of this. Is uh, so I wanted I, each each year. I just want you to tell you a little bit about yourself, um, age, because I do I do think um, that gives people an idea of where we're coming um, from when we talk about these books and when we read them and where we were possibly at that point in our life. Um, so, Bob, why don't you go ahead and start out, bud? All right, um, Bob Rieger, my name. Well, duh, duh, duh. Anyways, I'm uh, 53. I read the Crystal Shard in 1988 when it came out. Was always a uh, Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance fan. Um, started with, you know, The Hobbit in middle school and stuff like that, and then got into Dragonlance, and then was looking for something to read, and just happened to be at Walden Books in uh, Mount Pleasant, found the Crystal Shard. How old were you, you said? I was eight, well, 18 when yep. I read the Crystal Shard. Oh, wow. So 36 years ago. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What else do you read? What else do I read? Yeah. Oh, like now, um, pretty much anything sci-fi and Tell you what, this is a better question. 
what else do you read that you would recommend to someone that is a Dritz fan? Um, the original three Dragonlance books, the Dragons of Springtime, Autumn, um, those three would be great. Um, and actually even the three books after that, the Test of the Twins, um, the Twins are a character in Dragonlance. Those are awesome books. Those six are, are great. Um, Aragon, that series is nice. That you just came out with uh, Murtaugh, the fourth book of that series. It's a pretty good series. The books are huge, though, and he is very J.R.R. Tolkien-like, so he does oh. describe a lot of stuff. In very in-depth. Yep, very in-depth. Very in-depth, yes. Um, what would you say is, uh, when you think about Bob's writing, what would you think is the thing that he is probably most in-depth on? Um, definitely... Um, the spirituality of the books of mm-hmm. Dritz and his adventure and then the adventures of um, the cast of characters around him. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they all, that. they all seem to have a definite spiritual part to them yeah. and not just like preaching part. It's just like, this is their beliefs and yeah, yeah. you get to explain, you get to realize what the culture is about right. and what their belief is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got it from, morale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's, what are their morals? Not morale. You know, what are their morals? Do Closer they, to the mic there, buddy. Do they, uh, you know, like Bob said, their beliefs, um, where does their heart tell them? Where yeah. does their head lead them? So is ever nothing, nothing's ever black and white. There's the gray area. And that's, that's actually one of the great parts about Dritz is that he does kind of start off black and white and then he makes some, he makes some, um, promises to himself about things he's never going to do. And, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that has to change a little bit. Ron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Ron Twining. I'm retired Air Force. I did 20 years, retired in 2020. Been reading Dritz books since I had to do a book report with Travis that I explained all that <laughs> and how uh, it almost got me in trouble. But yeah, so middle school. Middle school for me. So I, I couldn't even tell you what year that was. It was, what, seventh grade? seventh grade my second year of seventh grade your first is that when you came to montague trev yep yep <laughs> yep had a book report due and that's uh and i knew trev read a book and i said cool tell me about it so i can pass this test give this briefing <laughs> he just leaves out key points were you an avid reader no okay. was never an avid reader before this yeah and uh you know you ask bob you know what other books can you recommend i really can't I tried to read Dragonlance books. I've tried to read the other Forgotten Realms books. I never got into them. Not like I've gotten into this series, you know. War of the Spider Queen. Yeah. How was that for you? It was okay. I think I made it through the first book. <laughs> Maybe the I... second one, but, you know, there's only six of them. <laughs> but, I no. Yeah. I got the audio books for you. I can send those to you. Ooh, I am getting up there in age. I can use those now. <laughs> When you drive as much as I do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't drive anywhere. Yeah, I think uh, audiobooks is a, is a real, it's a great way to listen, but the I don't enjoy it very much. Um, and I don't know if it's because I get so wrapped up in how they pronounce things. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to be getting into that later. Delivery, too. Yeah. <laughs> delivery is part of it, it, too. You read it different than how they would say it. Yeah. Or it just doesn't come off right or how you want it to. With that said, when you're on a long drive, it's pretty nice to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, it's amazing. Uh, and I know a lot of people. That's how they've everyone they've ever read. That's how they did it. 
audio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got friends so that like what, that. So while I was in the military, I used to have to study for to take our tests every year to make ranks, and I would do that by listening to the book that we had to study. And it just put me to sleep. So I, my biggest gripe with audiobooks is just I, I can't do it personally. But yeah. It is great, like you were saying. It is yeah. great that it's out there for people to enjoy these books. Yeah. You know, even if they're just listening, driving back and forth, all that mileage. Yeah. At least they can watch a road. That's how, um, so my wife has read up to a certain number I can't remember, but she just, the other day, and of course it's probably because we're doing this podcast and... Um, she's tr- she doesn't like me sharing um, myself with other people. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I guess I better start reading Dritz again so I can get my claws into this guy. But um, audiobooks, that's for her, same thing. Yeah. It's easy. I, on her way to work, she goes, yeah, I'm just I'm going to listen to Dritz. I'm going to listen to the podcast. So, yep. Uh, so that is um, one of those things about this that it's – I like how there's all these different facets and I know we, we talk about, we, we hope for some kind of live action or show or, but now there's games, there's, he's showing up in all these different places. And of course, yeah, they are, they're really starting to push this stuff a little bit more because I, I I mean, I don't want to say it's a cash cow or anything like that, but you, you have a book that sold that a bestseller for 36, 36 years, years? and there's yes. 39 39 books, yeah. 39 books yeah. total yeah uh so I, I i feel like we are this is a great time to be a fan because as long as bob continues well then we're gonna keep getting some great stuff well in you know the advancement with technology and all that you know social media and everything mm-hmm. young the younger gen well younger than those in here yeah <laughs> the younger generation can can get into these books now and it's it's just it's at their it's 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 just there yeah. you know it's at their disposal yeah. oh hey let me look this up mm-hmm. yeah for sure right cam tell us a little bit about yourself yeah i started reading dritz it was actually trav and my <coughs> uncle ben got me onto it and uh middle school to high school so early 2010s would have been <laughs> i'm 25 by the way uh would have been when i started reading it and i started at homeland so um, I got the full experience. It's kind of like Star Wars. I made the Phantom Menace uh, reference, kind of like Star Wars. That's where I started. Yeah. And that's that's what I knew and that's what I liked. I was, obviously, Crystal Shard is a Crystal Shard. is one of my favorite books just because mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. But, yeah. So just seeing him... Go ahead. Seeing, seeing Dritz start out from that point. Yeah. And then seeing what he originally... Look, looking back, seeing what he originally came to in the Crystal Shard... Like what the original concept was. Yeah. Was pretty neat to look back at and then Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And I've been keeping up as soon as the book next book comes out. You're in. I'm in. Yeah. You are in. So Cameron, you're twenty five. Are you the oldest in your family? Yes. With the kids? Yes. Oh. So I started reading these books before his dad had hair on his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> pretty close. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty close. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you've burned through a lot of books in a short time compared to us then. I was, I, well, like, I think last podcast I touched, I got in trouble in class for reading. Yeah. Yeah, so that just, was... Just so you guys are aware, no one that is probably going to listen to this has heard the last podcast. Oh, So okay. you don't have to okay. reference anything oh, you want to okay. tell again, go yeah. go right ahead. Yeah. Because, so yes. I would read a lot in school and in class, in math class, obviously, so... 
I uh, I got in trouble quite a bit. I actually got my couple books taken away during during class period. Did you get them back? I did. Okay, well, good. I still have them, so yes. All yeah. right, because we'll yeah. go get them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that was definitely, and I couldn't put them down. That's mostly the reason why I, I loved them. Yeah. And then, every, like I said, every every time a new book comes out, even like the graphic, we got, we got graphic novels here. We've got the uh, the dictionary or the mm-hmm. encyclopedias upstairs. Every time one of those things comes out, I snag it up as quick as I can. I, You know, I'll say that, too. Uh, Bob did a good job of, of, in his writing, the cliffhanger aspect of it. It does make that book hard to put down sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, I felt like chapters kind of flowed really well. And, and uh, you know, when you're invested in the characters. The like new I, ones especially. Without a the doubt. The new ones are killing me. Yeah. Yeah, the new ones are definitely better. Well... With the cliffhanger part, yeah, 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 and and the fact that there's just so many more characters that you are invested in. So, like these last books, and which just so you know, our plan for this is today we're going to talk about Homeland, and then the next time we get together, we're going to talk about Exile. Yeah, and, it's going to happen. Yep, this uh, is going to happen. Yeah, but we are going to. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, we've read all the books, so there there might be some spoilers. There's obviously going to be spoilers for Homeland and this. Um, but I still think that you you will enjoy this, and the majority. I mean, come on, we're spoiling a book that came out, you know, thirty years ago or, or whatever yep. it is. So like, uh, but I I do feel like that was something where I get it, man. You're sitting in, you're sitting in math class with that book, oh, mm-hmm. hard, yeah, real hard. And I will say, I'll just completely honest, the first three were probably the hardest for me to get through. Yeah, just because I mean looking back on it not knowing characters as well as I do and and that yeah. and then as soon as I got to Crystal Shard it kind of took off because it just blew the world up like there was so that much was, that was going to be my question is did you start with this did you start with Homeland mm-hmm. I did and it okay. was it was a but you, you answered that yeah, yeah. It, it, I loved it but it was hard to like pick up and like consistently get at it instead of I can't put this down it was like man and then Menzo Barons and obviously going on blew up for me it's like they expanded the the world so much so and, and it might have been difficult right because you're younger mm-hmm. these books were out i mean when we read the crystal shard the next one streams of silver halfling's yeah. gem mm-hmm. and then bob was like all right i'm gonna come out with this original trilogy we were already deeply invested to where you made it to on you know the icewind dale trilogy mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, and he had those trilo- the first trilogy, the Iceland Dale trilogy, and then so many D and D fans, Forgotten Realm fans, were like, "Who's this Dritz? What's this Drow? Drow?" Because Drow in D and D, you know, it was just you you did a campaign and you got attacked by him. You're like, "Holy shit! What? Oh, sorry about that. Um, holy cow! What about these guys and stuff?" So then, Dritz became such a popular character through the Iceland Dale trilogy. You know, Salvatore just went. Let's let's go back. Let me start from the beginning. So the first three definitely lay out kind of the history, the background. And looking you know. at, and reading these back through and going back through these, I appreciate them a lot yep. because it laid the groundwork really, really nice. Just like reading, touching it up upstairs, reading through just the beginning years of his Dritz's life was like yeah. holy crap. That just kind of just laid the foundation. And it helped help explains. I don't want to call it racism, but it kind of oh, right. is the racism that the draw are definitely looked at the surface world they're like ooh yeah you know these guys are all bad and they don't trust dritz and stuff like that yeah well and the reality of it is is i mean early on it definitely was racism 
Yeah. And it was well-deserved. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only the only draw that we knew about were all evil. 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 <laughs> all evil. And so anytime anyone played that game, I mean, it just it was the way it worked. Yep. Um, I What you're describing, I, I sometimes struggle when I recommend this series to people. Crystal Shard, I'm not, there's world building in that. Yep, without a right. doubt. Absolutely. There is. Yep. But the world building is all on the surface, and we all know what dwarves are, and we all know, you know, it, it was it's it's much easier, I think, for someone, especially if they're not a hardcore fantasy person. I do feel like Crystal Shard, I, I feel like those stories can be easier to get into. Yeah. Because the world building in Homeland blows all that out of the water. And then you can't pronounce anything. Which you're going to see here. Uh, you're definitely going to experience that from us. Um, so, awesome. So, I, what I, I like about this, the, the three of us are, are pretty much the same age. Cam, you, you coming in with that younger aspect. But the reality of it is, and everyone who listens to this, they're quickly going to realize that Cam is an old soul. So uh. <laughs> I, will, I will say, looking back, like because when I read those, I was early to mid teens, right? Mm-hmm. And reading them then, and then having the perspective change that I have now, and looking back, is like, yeah, I, I have a more of an appreciation for the older books now than yep. I did back then. Like back then I was just, Oh yeah, he's killing a lot of things and it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's still cool. That it, he's killing still, things. It's, it's still, Can I mimic cool. the sword moves that yeah. are described in the book? Yeah. Still cool. Trying to picture him doing that like, as it was described, which Salvatore does a really good job of, but trying to envision that. So that's my thing on, on Salvatore. When I asked you that earlier, Bob, about you know what I, you feel like, like, uh, he emphasizes on it, right? Like I always felt like the sword battles, mm-hmm. like yeah. you, you felt like every twirl of that blade, yeah. you were watching that it, it, happen during during. You know, if he's doing a backflip, swinging his swords, you can visualize the the slight wind coming oh, off yeah. his toes as he's flipping over the back of something. And yeah. So I thought Bob was very very descriptive, but we talked about that earlier. I really didn't read a whole lot of books before then, right? right. So. The way he writes is the way I want to always read books. Yeah. So not too descriptive, but descriptive. But yeah, man, you could which hairs is also, flying up. You can just yeah. imagine that. Which is also why you probably don't read a bunch of other stuff is because <laughs> you're like, this is what I like. Oh, I've read this just this series way more times than Cameron's been alive. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it, and I'll keep going back to it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, Salvatore has that. Um, descriptive writing where it's just enough to make your imagination go, okay, what's this move look like? And then he gives you enough words that you can actually kind of see it, but then yet fill it in with your own imagination. Yeah. And that's through his writing. And then they came out with these graphic novels and you're uh, like, that's exactly how I picture that. Or Uh, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Or I'm an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I will I will say these um and the, you know the reason why we reference the graphic novels cuz that's kind of how we all went back and and just touched up a little bit. I mean Ron probably read it for the seventh time but um uh, well but it, it it gave us that opportunity to kind of look at it and I I will say this to me 
when something gets turned into a graphic novel form or movie or television or whatever, it can be very hard because you have such high expectations for that. These graphic novels, if 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 you're a, you're a Dritz fan and you have not, if you've never checked out the graphic novels, um, you definitely do it. Need to do, do it that. right. Yeah, because they're they're beautiful. And I'm not saying go out and break the bank to get them. You know, there's probably um, ways you can find them. Uh, I on the think cheap. Overly Probably not. No. So the so the omnibus. If you want to get the you know the first three books, well, you know which order are we talking about? Yeah. Do you want you yeah. know right. the Dark Elf trilogy, or do you want the the uh, Ice Dale trilogy? They're both out there, but to get all three of them in one graphic novel is twenty five dollars. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And well worth it. Well worth it. If you're if you're if you're a hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you like rereading the story. So I just really quick touch on the graphic novels. That's how I, I um, introduced Dritz to my kid because that was much easier for him to pick up and read rather, rather than I like, I even now thinking about putting Homeland, not, not so bad now, but Homeland into, uh, you know, a 12, 13 year old, the, the, the novel. Yeah, I could see where that could be a little daunting for a kid because yeah. because like some of that stuff. Yeah. Or the collector's edition where it's thicker 900. than an encyclopedia. <laughs> I will say personally, the the next book, Sojourn, is where it picked up for me when I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, we'll get there. Podcast, yeah. But that's where it picked up and I kind of really got into it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what it was about. Homeland, it was just it was more difficult. I'm not saying it was difficult, but it's more difficult for me to get through it. Well, and a, a large portion of it, he's a child. I, you know, Exiled so and children. I'm sorry. I, it, I, I, I meant that's just me being a yeah, jerk. Saying, exile hey. then sojourn. Yeah, it takes it takes a little while. So exile actually was the one that picked up for you. Or? Yes, oh, it okay. was exile. Yeah, it was gotcha. exile. Not that's gonna be a fun one when we get to it. Oh, yeah, I just that's another comic. I and of course because I read Homeland and then went right to yeah, super enjoyed it. All right, so now we're going to dive into the book. You you got a little bit on us. Um, I think that I, yeah. Um, you didn't say much. Yeah. I, <laughs> you um, didn't say anything, really. Travis Bowles, um, I enjoy podcasting, which is why we're sitting here. And and I will say that um, Dritz still is uh, probably, I if someone said to me, Yep. Who shaped, how was your moral compass shaped? Dritz is a huge component of that. Absolutely. Yep. Um, without a doubt. And um, now I find myself probably citing a little bit more of the Jarlaxle. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Definitely <laughs> agree. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's why. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but... I, I can easily say that 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 character, you know, Ari Salvatore put a character in front of me that helped me make better decisions in life, um, which I know sounds hokey. Wait, yeah, but if you look around this room and you think about where we are and who we are. Yeah. Well, before some of us retired. <laughs> It shows. Yeah, oh yeah. It shows yeah. that, you know, Dritz made a difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, And there will be a lot more. You'll, you'll get a, a lot more of us for sure, and you know, we'll let you know where you can find us if you want to reach out and chat sometime about Dritz or anything like that. But 
uh, that's going to come. So stay with us. Uh, I can't remember how I, I think, honestly, I hate to say it, but I think I saw the crystal shard, the cover of it. And it was like, that looks cool. And then (laughs) read it. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I think that was, and of course, you know, the, the image we're talking about, which I, it would be great. I, I'll pull some of the stuff together when we end up dropping this podcast in a couple months, but and putting it <laughs> online. But um, you know that that first image of of Dritz that yeah. was our for our first image, oh, and yeah. and probably not Cam's, yeah. but was whatever the original uh, Homeland. I don't have that one. It's okay. the it would be the updated, updated the next one. Yeah. Okay, yep. Um, which is, I'm, I'm glad it's not this one because we can all talk about. So the original um, novel, uh, which Bob has here, um, which is a just a blast from the past, of course. 1990, <laughs> yep. maybe. But Dritz looks like an old man. Yeah, he does. Yes. And I, oh, if but... I remember right, Exile, he looked even, I can't remember if it was Exile or Sojourn. No, it was, I'm telling you, the one that is the absolute most horrible book cover ever Silent. is Starlet. Starless, Starless Nights. I was just looking at that cover. Period. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's not garbage because it's someone's art. But it's garbage. But he, yeah, because Katie Bry's on it too. She, yeah. yeah. She looks like she's 12 and he looks like he's 942. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. It definitely has that vibe. Um, but the wild thing is the Crystal Shard cover that I had, it's Brunner, Wolfgar. And of course, Brunner's got a brown beard yeah yeah and wolfgar i still to this day i feel like that is that's wolfgar yes yeah yeah yes. how do you mess up a barbarian <laughs> true very true um but but that's dritz not, that's not the one that i have you know dritz <laughs> looks like uh you know i would say like just s- straight up a a, a black male mm-hmm. yep. like that's what he looks like when he has no elf like features yeah, at all i mean in that image, do you remember the image I'm talking about? Yeah. This one right here. Yeah. I yeah. guess, too. He's got his cloak up and everything, but but I never looked at that and thought an elf. This No. You, you know. This is the first thing that I thought of with Dritz. Like yeah. That's the, that kind of art style. And- yeah. yeah. I think that, Bob, you're going to have to help me with this one. The Dragonland series with the twins. Did that come out with by uh, Margaret Wise and Tracy yep. Hickman? Did that come out about the same time that... This one did. I don't remember, and I don't feel like pulling it up on my phone. The original but... trilogy of those, um, the Dragonlance, they came out before. Okay. Well, then, then that's they what came it out in the early '80s. You know, Travis, you said looking at it, you mm-hmm. just you assume that you don't know what that is. You mm-hmm. don't know what he is. Uh, but I think it was from. I know for me personally, is looking at those Dragonlance books and being like, "Oh, cool! Look, there's a human. There's a dwarf. There's a oh, dragon. Yeah. Great!" Yep. So when we got to this one, it was like, "Oh, hey, man, look! It's a something barbarian." Yeah. Yep. Uh, a, a dwarf and a something. just something in the front. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Didn't know he was an elf. Mm. Well, and then also as um, you know, these creatures grew up in the Underdark, so it's you know dark. Yep. They have a little bit of light, and so do you. You know, it comes with the argument: if they live in the dark, are they dark featured? Are they pale because they don't have light? Um, and that's why a lot of artists don't make them like ebony black. They actually give them a purple hue. Yeah. Yep. Because then as, um, you know, they're with the graphic novels or whatever, when they're creeping in the dark, you gotta be able to see them. Yes. And then, um, you know, the drow have the red eyes. So, you you know, 
is the purple skin what they perceive? Yeah. You know, because it's described a couple times when he's on the surface that he does have the ebony skin. Yep. You know, so. Is that early on? Or is that. The ebony skin? Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember. It's been in a couple, a lot of the middle books, yeah, early books. Yeah. When they describe or if, when other they, people see. Um, the first time the I think drug. Jarlaxle takes his hat off. Yeah. He describes it as like molded onyx. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, yep. and, and the reality of it is, you know how hard it is to draw that and, oh, yeah. and portray features and, you know, all oh, yeah. that. It, it just, so like a lot of times this is, if you start to talk to Dritz fans, this is something they argue about. Oh, yep. Of tons. course. It's a big argument. Yeah. You know, how, you know, how many groups are we all a part of where you've seen that? Well, yeah. hey, this is my cool figure that my buddy just made for me. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not dark f- enough. Yeah. He's purple. Actually. Yes. Hey, don't make fun of people with glasses. I'm not saying you All right, guys. Are we ready to get into this book here? Let's go. All right. Uh, Ron had put together this great little uh, outline, and the, the great thing about it is it's got some talking points that are, are going to help go right through the story. Some of them I could see us spending quite a bit of time on, but I, but the great thing about four friends sent around a table is uh, you get to have a little bit of fun here. Let's we'll talk about it. Yep. So, uh, Homeland, uh, like I said, they are creating a, a world, and that's going to be a big part of this as we discuss this a little bit. And so, this story does start off with uh, the Dordans. Dordan? Dordan. Oh, yeah. Dorden. Yeah, so we're all going to pronounce this wrong. <laughs> I mean, the reality of it is... And it is. It's yeah, a book. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's how you read it. Yep. Um, and the one thing I will tell you guys right now, in my opinion on these kind of things, you pronounce it how you want to pronounce it. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and I'll just think you're wrong the whole time. So, uh, <laughs> the Dordans destroy the Dever. Okay, and the Dever household was what? What they house were, the, were they? They were the ninth ranked house, I believe. <laughs> oh, they were much higher. Are they, they much higher. higher? I thought I they, they were, were like fourth, fourth because I think it, no, it Dor- was it was fourth because later on when we're talking about Elton and his house, yeah, they were sixth. Okay, yeah, and Do- Dorden was right. they were ninth, I think, who then moved into the ruling council. They, I that's think, not until later. No, they, they... That, yeah, that's not until later. Okay, that didn't happen that's in the, the first. One. No. All right, wow. Holy cow. Here we go. Because I think they're the tenth house. Yeah, yep. they're tenth house. So they, then the they became the ninth. Gotcha. Yeah, Menzo Berenzen. Menzo Berenzen. That's how Mr. That's, Run says it. That's how I say it too. Menzo yep. Berenzen. Menzo Berenzen. Maybe I say Menzo Berenzen. Menzo Berenzen. Menzo Berenzen. Berenzen. Menzo. That's not how you pronounce it because he's thinking too hard. One thing that's interesting is. On uh, the prelude, um, Salvatore just has a like real quick one page, basically describing what the Underdark is like, and then talks about in the deep caverns that there are actually cities, and then there's another like two thirds of a page where he describes what the city is mm-hmm. and how they how they spread hey, out through the caverns. You know what, Ron? You if you if you guys it. don't mind, can yeah, I read this first opening line from yes. the book? Do yeah, it. Really nice. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to read out of the graphic novel so some of the words might get cut out. Now I'm going to try to bring in my uh, old so you're professional... Not re- you're not reading the King King James Version? Not King James version. version. This is the... Uh, I don't remember the uh, writer's name besides Salvatore. Try to pull out my old speaking voice. 
And just, you know, right from the beginning, Bob, you know, Salvador, he sets, he sets the tone. He's, he's, he is doing world building. All right, here we go. Here's the first line. First lines. Never does a star grace this land with a poet's light of twinkling mysteries, nor does the sun send to hear its rays of warmth and life. This is the Underdark, the secret world beneath the bustling surface of the Forgotten Realms, whose sky is a ceiling of heartless stone, and whose walls show the gray blandness of death in the torchlight of the foolish surface dwellers that stumble here. This is not their land, not the world of the light. Most who come here uninvited do not return. This is the Underdark. Yes. Perfect. I get chills. Oh, yeah, Every time I read that, I get chills, whether it's in my head or out loud or in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perfect. The one thing that I think is important to realize that that the Underdark is like the worst place to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you're talking about like a different dimension or, or, or something along those lines. I mean, the Underdark is a, um, it's pretty much a, a, from the sounds of it, it's a death sentence for anybody who's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can't their, see. And... Yeah. And, and it's not often where people from the surface um, visit the Underdark and return. So this yeah. uh, the story does break with the this big battle, and there's a lot of things that happen in this battle that that I feel like give us a um, uh, a good idea of the kind of people that we're dealing with. Uh, and it, yeah, it's it, it starts right out. Well, actually, like, yeah. this is what happens. Yeah. Yep. Well, the society itself is like a class system. It has you know the house number one all the way you know down to like a hundred houses or so. Um, and the more, the higher you up in the rankings, like number one, you have the goddesses Loth's favor, you have the most power. And that's what this society is going for is power. You get like spells that are huge amongst even the second house or even the third house. So the higher you are in the rankings, the more power you have, the larger your family is, um, you know, and yeah, a seat yeah. on the ruling council. You actually, if you're the first house, you are basically the emperor, empress of this um, society. So that's a really important thing to make sure that the readers understand is like all these houses, all these families are jockeying for the number one it, spot. It's all about ascension. And, yeah, How can I get up to one of the top eight ruling yeah. councils so I can be a decision maker? And everything is cutthroat. You yeah. don't have friends. There's no friends and... You know, as you read, you find out that Dritz does not understand that in at least his first 30 years of life. Yeah. You know, I, I think, too, it's important to really, like, stress that whole the Loth aspect of this, this, um, this, not community, but this, uh, this group of people is, is the reality of is their, their God is a monster. And... She prefers um, chaos, chaos, and um, and she could care less what these people do to each other, as long as it's fun for her to watch. Exactly. Yep. And they really don't have a problem um, 
killing people, killing children. I mean, it is it's, killing siblings. Sib- uh, without oh, yeah. a, I mean, I, th- I I think that might be their favorite thing to do. <laughs> but it gives them a leg up on anything. They're gonna do it. Yes. Yep. There's no there's no limits to what they're. There's no boundaries. Yeah, there's right. like, yeah. you know, you don't cross that line. There's just, there's no line. There's other, other than getting caught. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> don't and that, get caught. That, what was that? Like Bob wrote that the most important rule is don't get caught. Yeah. You know, so. if you don't get caught, they're going to applaud you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. You get caught, your house might disappear. And that happens in this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually where the book kind of really even starts off is you have House Jordan going out to increase their rank. And the thing that's crazy is, as you guys were talking about, don't get caught. I mean, they parade their army through the city. Yeah. It's just, you don't get, you don't leave a survivor of the house you're attacking. Someone to accuse you. Yes. They actually have rules that you need to follow while eliminating, not just, we're not talking attacking. You're going to eliminate an entire house of hundreds of drow. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta follow the rules. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. And that and that also too, this book does it, it opens with um a little bit of a um backdoor deal where Denon is is um paying um who is it? The faceless, the faceless one. one. Yep. 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 A character he's actually paying him to kill his understudy. Right now, he like a uh, yeah, just a wizard. Yes, a, an apprentice. Yep. yep, who is a child of the Dever family, um, and he is. Hey, we're gonna go kill this person's whole family, and we need him dead too. So it's your job to kill him. Yep. yep. And so Dinan is Dritz's older brother, and in the society of the Drow, you may only have two male offspring he's the second boy in, and he's the second boy yeah, at this point second. he's the second boy yes and dritz will be the third boy yes so then dritz needs to be sacrificed and how this battle comes about is dritz's mother matron malice matron malice is giving birth to dritz and as she gives birth that pain and anguish she has loth loves that and will give her extra power for her to cast a spell to help destroy this higher house how wild would it be to actually see this in like a movie live action format where the, it it opens with, hey, uh, we need you to kill this kid. Uh, <laughs> and then you're, we're going to go to a birth scene. I think it's happened in Hollywood. They've gone <laughs> that's beyond true. this. Yeah, yeah. But not just Dinan going to some person. We're talking about a a wizard. He was the headmaster yeah. of the, you know, it'd be like asking yeah. Dumbledore to do it, but Dumbledore yeah. having a melted off face no because face. that's what happened. That's, that's why they call cool. him the faceless one. You, you, the, it starts out with all these deals and you don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, right before it happens, it comes together and then they disperse and it happens so fast, like how it's supposed to. Yep. Right. I think that would be really cool. A well executed plan. Right. Yep. But that's why there's no movie or watching it yeah. right now. Right. Yep. But. I would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and also in the society, we keep talking about the wizards and stuff. There's two main schools, one for warriors, one for those who want to become wizards or masters in the mythical arts. For men. For men. For men. For men. The third yes. school is also there. The third school is for the, the ladies. Which that's, that's probably another thing that we should also emphasize here too. Um, 
This is a female-led. It is definitely a matriarch. It is men are servants, and they are um, they are there for tasks and breeding. Breeding. Yeah. Breeding. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's really what men are. They're the soldiers. They're gonna be. Um, they're gonna take care of that kind of stuff. Women run the show. They're they're bigger. They're stronger. They are much more powerful. Yep. Did Just the, like in the arachnid. Spider yeah. Did yep. the did the bigger thing continue though? Because I remember they were stronger early on, but I don't remember if that actually kind of. I and I might re- be thinking there, because of how it's drawn. There's a couple males that are larger than normal males, yep. and then yeah, yep. from uh, Armgo. Yep. But the average uh, draw man is definitely but, smaller. But are you are you talking about like as the books progressed? Did they keep talking about how the females were bigger? Yes. I don't remember that. See, I don't think I don't I think, think so it was either. just in there to, to world build, like yes. we said at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Trying to build you a world. Yep. But then mm-hmm. the more you read, the more you, you realize real quick they don't need to be big. Yeah. And, and they're just so much more that powerful while you're reading. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And after 39 books, you're not going to hound on that. Yeah. Like, true. People will be like, dude, we get it. Totally we know sense. they're larger. Yeah. But yeah, House Devere. So, Duerden had to eliminate them because they wanted to be ninth. They were tenth, and the only way to become a higher in society, you know, like Bob was talking about earlier, is yep. you, you, you have to eliminate and become the next number up. So, that's what they did here. That's what Dinan is is going to do. You know, Dinan talking to the faceless one. You can have zero surviving noble blood. Witnesses, if you will. No yep. Witnesses. Yeah. So, like, like Trav was talking. That's why Denon, right in the beginning, is going to talk to somebody because you know, young Elton Devere is in his studies. Yeah. And this is just going to be the easiest way to eliminate him. This is also the first time we realize that Denon is a douche. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's appropriate. That's yep. a good word to use. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, he—it's not not his fault that his plan did not go uh, to to fruition. But um, right. I mean, we start to see Denon make some really horrible uh, horrible oh. decisions throughout this series. But uh, so this this progresses. They they go to to the home. We are introduced to not only um, the. The, the whole family. The whole family, yeah. The, yeah. the ruling family of, uh, family of Dordum. Zach Nafine, the weapons master, um, uh, who quickly becomes, uh, I imagine, a lot of people's, one of their favorite characters. Yep. Um, but we we then get to see this just pure where they go in and they, they murder this family and they murder children. And Zach Nafine, uh, who is the weapons master, takes a lot of pleasure and killing the um, the matrons of this home. Yes. Yep. yep. And if I remember right, does he kill all of them? Yes. In that room? In, in the ante room? room? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like yes, it. he does. Yes. So, well, yeah, Malice gives birth. I don't know if, yep. you wanted, if you wanted to take that or not. Malice's give birth to Dritz. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, nope, you're good. Yeah, so Malice is giving birth to Dritz and using that as a spell, as, you know, as was stated earlier. And favor of the goddess as trav was saying before you know that's the most important thing and malice had the best she was in the the highest favor of loth that she could be so when you know she's birthing as a male i can't tell you what that's like but i imagine it sucks and just put all of that raw energy and power into that spell it blew the doors open 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is from what I think and what I've read, I think every single priestess that was in Devere's holy cleric circle, whatever they call it, I think he took every one of them out. My, yeah. Yeah. my favorite part about that, though, was when he took the matron's tongue out of her mouth with his whip. Yeah. yeah. But I digress. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's really what happens. You know, yeah. he goes in there and shows, well, yes, the, the females are the most powerful in this. There's some guys that are going to get the job done as well. Right. And, and Zach yeah. Nafine yeah. is is definitely one of those. Dur- go ahead. I, I oh, I was going to say, after no, the birth yeah. of Dritz, um, Denon, who, the second boy of the house, kills the first boy. Yep. I always get the name wrong. Nelfian. 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 So words, after man. he declares Nelfian's lies, hey, we we won. Denon drives the sword right through his back. Sorry, and, brother. Something something along the No, yeah. it was it was like he he did it in such a just a it was a sad way, like and I mean sad as pathetic. <laughs> he was like, oh look, and his brother turned and he stabbed him in the back. Yeah. Yep. You know. Now I'm. His brother was stronger. Yeah. Now I'm first boy and first let boy. Nelfian be damned. Yeah. You know. And yes. then Dritz was getting sacrificed, and then all of a sudden, Matron Malice says, "Nope, he's good." The and only all reason, the sisters go. What? Yeah, <laughs> the only reason Dritz gets to live is because his older brother killed his oldest brother. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> and it's something that he thinks about in his life. Yeah. For the next yeah. couple decades. Yeah. yeah, he didn't know about it until he, jumping ahead, he didn't know about it until he, was at he the came academy. back to, yeah, yep. at the academy. Yeah, he doesn't realize how evil this, his whole family is. Right. During that, also, we see that the uh, the faceless one um, fails. Um, yep. He he tries to kill um, Dever, which is, I think, is it? Alton? Alton. Alton. Yeah. Alton. Mm-hmm. Tries to kill him, and he's actually, um, <laughs> he's actually killed by his... Which would be like his squire or Massage. his right? Yep. 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 Um, which was what was his name? Mass M A S O G. I say Masage. Masage. Masage on it. That's probably how I was always kind of just reading up. Bob's description of that though, when that happened, and you know, you got Elton stuck in a web. Yep. And you got the faceless one, this master of sorcery, and he's just sitting there, and he's just telling him what's going to happen to him. Yeah. You know. And then he just starts gurgling all this stuff and reading that the first time it was like you know just like he wrote in the book you know what kind of language is this what sort of of deep dark spell is this dude casting but no you come to find out his apprentice is standing behind him with a poison dart yep in a crossbow yeah oh yeah they do do a good job too of of showing you just to give you an idea how awful the whole divert slaughter was like they i mean they're like yeah the kids were hidden yeah. in a spot yeah and they find them and they slaughter them and they find them and kill them yeah and, well that's where you you learn about you know that's why zach nafian became such a good fan you know such a big character in this series is because you get to see him not having all of the same thoughts and yeah. all the same feelings and morals as everybody else yeah. doesn't yeah. really doesn't zach isn't there one priestess that's saved and then Jordan adopts her in oh no that'll be uh that'll uh, be in the next okay. book yeah. that'll be in sorry next, my uh, own my my old mind blends it all together yeah. and, oh, understandable and, and her name is cinefe hunnit hmm. yeah she was a looker ron's breathing heavily they described her as a looker so <laughs> Yep, so um, then uh, part one, we also get to see then Dritz finally becomes a... Go ahead. Well, we forgot that when the Faceless One is killed by the Squire, uh, yeah. then Alton yep. then 
takes acid and pours it on his face and becomes the new faceless one. Takes mm-hmm. his um, spot there. And, and then, which is all message, message, yeah. pretty much like going, hey, this is how this is going to work. Yeah, because he was stuck. He's stuck yeah. in the web. Yeah. Elton's yeah. stuck in the web can make no move at all. I yes. was like, where are you going? Well, I'm going to go get the acid. It's yeah. Easier <laughs> if you can't move. All right. And then that's when we're introduced to Gwen. Oh, yes. Gwen Slash. Yes. Yeah. Really early on, yeah, it's like this. Is, he says you can have it, you know. And, uh, Mason tells Elton, you know, you, you take this position, I get this statue. Yes, yes. you know, and yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to this statue. Yeah, at some and point I'm I'm no longer gonna be bossed around by the faceless one. Yeah, I'm yes. in, I'm in charge. Of, look at me in the eye. Yes, I'm the captain now. I- <laughs> I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Then we get to see, uh, real quick, we get a toddler Dritz. We get a, get to experience him trying to... I'm trying to... He's getting trained by... His Vierna. sister. Vierna. Yeah, by his sister, Vierna. Yes, gets handed over to her. Yeah, they call it weaning. weaning. We got to wean him. Teach him to talk. Yes. Right, and, uh, speak. And and we get the examples of him learning the hard lessons and... I'm. I, I'm pretty sure he did. He get whipped. Yes. Oh, yes. he got whipped. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is as when we talk about the whip aspect of it, these the the um, the Snake. priestess the the priestess right? Yeah. The priestesses. Priestesses. Yep. Priestess of Loth. They are given uh, this this whip, and it'll be a snake headed whip. Like I mean, imagine a yep. whip with three live you know snake heads on it. Poisonous. Yep. Yes. Uh, so I I mean that sounds like fun, right? <laughs> and I will, I will say, well, listening to how he described that happening, like the, every time the whip cracked, the snakes would bite into you, and their venom would seep into you, and it would be like your that area was just on fire. Or yeah. However, they affected him at that time. Oh yeah, just, yeah, for sure. Reading that was like, yep. Yeah, reading that was was a very descriptive. Like, yeah, I don't want that to happen. No. Yeah, yeah, and and also during that, when he was getting whipped, and you know, we, we get the description of the pain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Salvador writes in there that he's he's not blaming anybody except the surface elves, the fairies. Right. You know? Oh yeah, and so it's just more indoctrination mm-hmm. um, of him down there. So just beating it into you. But I tell you what, if I got whipped by one of those, I guarantee you, just like Dritz, it, right I, only once. Yeah, <laughs> only once. <laughs> I'm gonna float right up to that statue and clean that whole thing on oh. my second try. Whatever it takes. Whatever. Yeah. We get an example too of, of course, that's uh, one of the abilities is levitation. Um, I do yep. feel like early on I thought that was something all uh, dark elves had, um, but then we find out that that is something to do with. I think they're insignia, right? Yes, it's, they got a cre- like, yep. is it a crest. Is that what they call it? Or? Yeah, insignia, yeah. House, yeah. house emblem. Yeah, yeah. house yes. emblem. Yeah, yep. and yeah. that's that's one of the things that, that's given to them. Um, some other uh, real quick, just side things that they uh, fairy fire. Um, dark elves can place a fairy fire around you that just looks like you're on fire, but it yeah, it just identifies you in the dark. Yeah, like, yes, yep. it's a like marking. Outline your body. Yep. Uh, the the black globe they can create a black globe. Um, that That's it's cool. pretty. I mean, you can't see through it. It's like imagine the room, all the lights being it's off. Black. Yep, with no light, and it don't matter. And you can't see. Yes. Yep. Which, as you can imagine, for. A skilled fighter, that's a pretty good ability to have. And I think that's yeah. it. And then obviously hammer, the night vision, right? The hammer, well, yeah, abilities wise, yeah, yeah. vision. Mm-hmm. The hammer early is Vierna's like, sympathy towards oh, him, yeah. and then Breeza stepping in and kind of laying the hammer down on him. 
Vierna is yeah. is she the youngest or the middle? She's the youngest. Yeah, okay. She's the youngest daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Maya's we're definitely in the middle. yeah. Brisa is the uh, yes. aspiring matron. Yes, Brisa is. Yep, she's exactly what you would want in a a matron mother. mother. Yep. Just a monster. Yep, she's yeah. big. She's ruthless. She's vicious. Oh yeah, just a monster. All right, so that brings us to part two. Okay. Look at that. Yep. Look so at that part one, Dritz is born, mm-hmm. and you get to read how gross society is yeah. right from <laughs> that's part that world one. building. Oh yeah, yep. just. So they uh, they go into part two and um, just a couple little quick notes here. Things to talk about is um, right away they're like, Dritz is smart. Uh, he needs to go to the wizard school. Does anybody yeah. remember what the wizard school is actually called? Sorcery. 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 Yeah. It's like okay. S-O-R-C-E-R-E or something. Okay. Sorcery. Yeah. Sorcerer, yeah, so- yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it, it also, not just because he was smart, but because Denon killed his older brother oh who was, who a was wizard. the house wizard <sighs> uh, you know what yep. i never realized that yep. and yeah yeah but throughout the books you see how smart he is but right, right. in this scene right now that yes. trav's getting ready to, to lead us into dritz is smart and he needs to replace the house wizard yes yeah. so that is the argument zach nafine who is his father mm-hmm. yep uh and 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 Unbeknownst, the, yes, yep. and also the weapon master of uh, of this uh, house, but also pretty much. I mean, we've all at this point kind of. I mean, they've kind of said this dude might be the baddest dude, um, mm-hmm. warrior wise, in the Underdark. Yes, uh, yeah. at least in Mendes Brenzen. So um, he comes in and he uh, introduces the coin game. Would anyone like to describe the coin game? Oh. I would really like to try this. At some point in time in my life, I would like to try it. You've never tried this? I've never actually tried the coin game. Okay, gotcha. Ah. So, Matron Malice makes the decision. She's in charge. But she does have that soft spot for Zach, you know, for reasons we all know. You know, that's that's Dritz's father. Dritz doesn't know that. But we know that. And it's like, oh, let me, uh, you know... I wonder how much I can get away with is what Zach knows because of Malice's weak spot for him. And he's arguing with Malice about which school to go to. Mele Mag there? Mele Mele Mag there? Melee 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 Mag. Anyway, the school of fighters. Yep. Or should he go into sorcery, the the school of the wizards? And and, and that's where she wants Dritz to go. Yep. But Zach Zach knows the power of those blades being the weapon master. So he comes in and says, well, how about we, uh, how about we see? Let's just, you know, humor me. Let me see what we can do to maybe I can convince you, Matron Malice, that this boy needs to be a fighter. So she lets, she lets Zach do this. So, so Zach puts a couple of coins. Well, he puts one coin on each hand, like you'd flip it, like you're flipping a coin. One on each of his thumbs. Flick him up and catch him. And he does that. And, you know, Dritz flicks him, catches them both in respective hands. And this goes on for a little bit in the book, and, you know, the coins keep stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And then, I don't know how many was it the last time? Ten? Was it ten on each hand? I don't remember the number. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. So there was a lot of coins on each hand. And, he's, you know, Zach tells Dritz, you can do this, because if not, you're going to go to the school of, of wizards and you don't belong there. Yeah. And 
you know, Dritzy's like, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> where I'm going, where? Yeah, Dritz at this just, point in his life is it, so goofy. Like He's just, just standing there with coins in his he hands. He loves his family. Yeah. <laughs> I love mom. Yeah. <laughs> but Zach, dead serious, is like, you need to catch these. So Dritz, you know, he Zach holds his hands over the coins to keep them, you know, heated up so you can see them in infravision. Yep. And Dritz flicks up all the coins, one in each hand. And sure enough, something happens up top. One of the coins hit each other or something like that, and they start to get blurred. And then Dritz just jumps into motion, darting left, right, up, down, everywhere. And he lands with his fist by his side, his head down. Looked like, you know, like when you catch a dog going to the bathroom in the house. That's what he looked like. (laughs) And then he looks up at Zach big old smile on his face and opens and he has 10 coins in each hand and that's just basically where zach's like i win yeah you know oh yeah yep but which then begins the training Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. so zach gets his way which means dritz does not go on to become a wizard thankfully He would have been good, though. Oh, of course he would. Yeah. Would yeah, any of us? No. He would have been. Yeah, like, would any of us really have liked that story? <laughs> fireball, fireball, fireball. Yeah. Lightning bolt. Now, don't get me wrong. I, we are well aware of how powerful Magic wizards missiles. are. Yes, and how important they are. But uh, that's that's not as exciting, for sure. It's, I think it's, it's, really I think it's five, ten, in, ten total, okay. five in yeah. each hand. Five in I each mean, hand. Still. Still. Impressive. I can't even catch one. While this one is hand. happening... Um, the faceless one uh, does get taken in by a family. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, which is Mesosh, Mesosh, Mesids, Massage, Massage. Massage Hanat. Massage Hanat's family. So he becomes a, um, he now has become a, a Hanat, right? Yeah, because the matron mother. She comes to find her son. And immediately knows, yeah, you're not. Yes, because the faceless one was her son. Yeah, yes. so, you know, when we were talking earlier about how the apprentice killed the faceless one, well, that was his younger brother. The apprentice was the faceless one's younger brother. Yes. <laughs> and his bigger brother was wiping the floor with him uh, uh, and yeah. uh, not letting him do anything. Him so you, you do realize, once again, dark elves are not to mess with. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll just kill you. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. We're good. I'm oh, tired. I'm... Over. That was kind of funny. Yeah. 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 Happened. And yeah. even his mom. Yeah. 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 All right. She's like, you mm. killed your brother, who assumed the master of the uh, of sorcery's position. You create. You killed. You killed your brother and created an ally at the same time. And the only response was, as Good I'm. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. You cool. Got a leg up on the. Yep. And that is really that is how they looked at it. Was now we have something that we can use uh, against the Jordans and yeah, as powerful yeah. as they were getting, all of them in the upper council were scared. Well, and no one malice oh, yeah. malice is a, a monster. Yeah. Monster, but, yes. Yep. So they all they all know, and they know that her thirst for for power has all of them right in her sights as mm-hmm. well. So take. To have something they could use against them totally makes sense. And then the mere fact that them being that tenth house just took down the fourth house. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, hunt it now is is they went from fifth to fourth now. Yes. And they're like, wow, that's a house. You know what? They could get us. Yes. So. Because mm-hmm. that's usually not how it goes either. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking 
it's going to be one house taking the house above them. Yes, you know, maybe a couple yeah. there kind of situation. They, they, yeah. they even say in the book that uh, aside from like the top three or four, that none of the other houses in the city can stand up to the, the, the ordinance, really. Yeah. That, and that was like just being liberal about it. Oh, yeah. Conservative about it, sorry. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right, so then uh, uh, Zach gets what he wants, he gets Dretz. And Dritz goes, and I don't remember how long this is, but Dritz begins training with his father. For like 10 years, I think it is. <laughs> and the one thing to understand, too, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what we're talking about. But the reality of it is these people, these these characters, as long as they can stay alive, live for hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, they're elves. You know yes. anything about elves? Couple anything thousand. about D&D? And I was going to say, we're talking thousands of years. Yeah, right. again? She's the spawn of a millennia. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was there when it was first formed. Mm-hmm. A thousand, at least a, over a thousand. Yes, years. Yes. So yes. yes. Yeah, they, they live a, a very, very long time. So when we're talking about 10 years of training with his dad before he even goes to school, to them, that's that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that is nothing. Um, there is a couple points about uh, uh, Dritz lessons with Zach that I think are important to talk about. Is there anything that stuck out to you guys during those first uh, first lessons? Anything in particular? Zach's commentary. Just, he's seeing it from his... He was, during his perspective, him just noticing that Dritz was not like everyone else. Yep. And seeing that he needed to make sure that Dritz did not turn out to be like, like everyone else. Yeah, because yeah, he even vows that he would kill his son before he let right. let him become a regular drow. Yep. And the one thing with Dritz is he has the lavender eyes. Oh, yes. Where the rest of the drow have red, except right. for Zach. Yes. He also has the lavender eyes. Oh, yeah. So that's how they know. Like It shows. Yeah. In the graphic novel, it will show everybody else. Has yeah, red eyes, Dritz. except for Dritz. Yeah, and the gra- that's the graphic uh, novel, though. Yeah, oh, you know, right. yep, let's right. just make them all the same color. Yep. Then we know exactly who Dritz is. Yeah, because right. they do look I, a lot of a hard time telling them apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Anything else that stuck out to you with that, Ron? Oh, I'm trying to find the direct quote in here, but oh yeah, we'll go I don't, for it. No I don't. Re- I don't remember if. If it was just during one of their sessions, one of their training sessions where they're sparring and, you know, they learn how to fight and stuff, or if it was when Matron Malice came to visit to see, you know, how her son was progressing under Zach's tutelage. Right. But I remember there's a part in there where he comes in and they're battling each other. You know, they're, they're, they're sparring, fighting each other. But this is real. This is like, you, you're going to fight me or... You might get hurt. That is later on in the book. Is it? After the raid on the surface. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, so the fight going into for the academy. Like, for Malice, you need to show me you're ready. Fight like you were trained to do. And yeah. That, and he gets, I think he gets, like, a hit or something so, on, on uh, him, and then, yeah, like, they're, yeah you're yeah, ready. They're, kind of yeah, they're, so they're fighting, and, you know, Dritz is like... This this must have been before Malice was there because Dritz stops and asks him, "Why do you hate losing so much to Zach?" And Zach says, "Because you can win, you can win a thousand battles. You can win more than that, but you can only ever lose once." once. And and I think that's the part there that stuck out to me the most during their times together. Yeah, they're much alike. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're great, but the mere fact that that one little session 
kind of told Dritz, you know, more about his society than he may have realized that, yeah, I will win. I can win. I can win. I can win. Yes, I don't want to lose. Right. So. Yeah, that was right before he left for the academy. Okay. Now, he learns, or we learn as readers before he goes to the academy that he can actually fight his left hand and right hand, two different combatants at a different time, and the right and left can do different moves. They don't have to. Yep. They work almost individually. That's why they called him two hands doing that coin yep. game. Two hands. Yeah, but, but but yeah, Trav, I think that's what stuck out to me was that one lesson that you can't ever lose more than once. Yeah. Because you're going to die. Oh, yeah. yeah. The so, end. Yeah, done. Yeah. Um, story moves on uh, from then, and we get to see, we do get to see a little bit of this ruling council aspect and, and what they they will do to a house that fails. And I can't remember the house that fails. House Tech and DS. <laughs> you have failed. <laughs> uh, and uh, you really get to you get to witness the the sheer power yeah. of this ruling council and and failing. Right. Because um, if I, I remember right, it's exactly what we talked about. They attacked a fam family. They yeah, didn't they kill failed. everyone. Yeah, they, there's a like, few survivors. Yep, few survivors who then could you know point the blame at them and. And they they literally kill through the kitchen sink at them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, army. Everybody. You know, yeah. Monster you could think of that's in the underdark. They they brought to bear to just send throw at them. And 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 wipe this house off. Yeah. Uh, off the map. Right. You know, and and it gives you this idea of, of and let, lets you really see what it it is really like. Yeah. And brutal. just brutal. You know, just brutal. And I'm, I'm trying to recall, yes, uh, Dritz did get to experience that. So he was no, he there. It, yes. Yeah, he hated it. Yes. He actually, yep. I think him and Vierna had a conversation about it, and he kind of told her off, and then she brought him to the uh, Dryder pit, and Mal, she was going to kill him, and then Mal saved him and said, this isn't what you're Yeah, this is what do. you're here for. And yeah. she's like, but if you defy me again, you'll become one of them kind yes. of thing. Which kind of, I bet was a wake up call. Oh, for sure. And I can even go back, like, and look in here. There, you know, there's in that scene. Dritz says to Zach, "It says, will there be no lesson these uh, this day? Not one you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, not the kind you have in mind." <laughs> is what Zach says to him. Um, and then as they kill everyone, mm-hmm. they, they they kill the the matrons. They kill they kill everyone um, with, like Cam said, monsters that you never even seen before. Um, Zach tells Dritz, he says, this is what passes for Joe Justice. Right. Shoot, I, I said the wrong part. That The part about Vierna was yeah. after the source. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, yeah it's coming. We'll get I there. I messed up. That's okay. I mean, same, same. Yeah, you are. There you is, are definitely forgiven. There is a couple of lines in there when he's talking about the destruction of that house where, you, where he flat out says, I hope you guys didn't cover this one already, where he flat out says... Uh, uh, the ones doing the justice zapped this one priestess from the balcony and they yeah. hit her with so much lightning that it lifts her body's her body off of the balcony and then unless I'm wrong one of the demons catches and just rips her in half oh I'm sure probably. yeah yeah without a doubt probably Galbrazu would be my my guess <laughs> no not yet. Okay, no. no not in that detail oh fuck. <laughs> 
This mm. doesn't really go into that much detail. You just visually see yeah, what the, was happening. the demons yep. or, yeah. or creatures, whatever you want to. What comes from that, too, is uh, Dritz's family notices that he's not handling it very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not happy. They're not happy at not all. handling nope. it well. Yes. Uh, Why because, is he so sensitive? Yes, exactly. Why is he so sensitive? Yep. Um, because you that, see his face? Oh, I saw it. He was disgusted. <laughs> so then we get a uh, um, we get gossip. we get a little family family trickery. Okay, and um, this is a scene where they uh, pretty much the the women of the house, um, his mother and sisters, decide that they are going to help uh, help Dritz get his hands dirty. Stain his stain his hands with blood. Yes, and they take a a. Um, goblin. goblin, yep. They take a goblin. They um, shape shift it into a drow. Pretty much tell him, "Hey, win this battle, you get to live forever." Blah blah blah, kind of shit, right? <laughs> yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to prove yourself to be able to go to the academy. Essentially, is what it. Oh. Yes, this is the last class kind of a thing. So they walk into the they walk into the training session where Zach and and Dritz are going at it. They walk in. And they're like, Zach's not there oh, when this isn't. happens. No, because oh. in the book, Malice specifically sent him on a mission. Yes. So that then three nice young ladies could be alone with hmm. their brother and son. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dritz e- easily dispatches. Um, he believes that this is just a training session kind of thing. Right. So disarms him. Yep. Then. Disarms him and says, okay, it's done. You know, like any yeah. good person would do. And his family screams kill him thrust oh put him yes. in a, they hold him so they use a mental hold oh, spell right. to hold him in place so yes. his, his sword i don't remember where it says at his neck at his chest the graphic novel shows i think the chest yep um but it's just commanding drits three well almost three clerics of loth yeah. Spelling. Yes. Spelling. Yes. And I said it. Spelling Make, him. Yes. Making him do this. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And he struggles and he struggles and he struggles. Yeah. But he's not powerful enough. No. He's not. No. Hey, he, Travis, what was the name of the goblin? Do you remember? Heck no. Yeah, I want you to read it. Name of the goblin. Yeah, the name of the goblin. I'll have to go back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's in here. It's uh, It's hilarious. Uh, this is uh B. B- <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Bayunch, Bayuncha Yuck. Bayuncha Yuck. This is Bayuncha Yuck, my champion. You must defeat him to earn your proper place in the family. Biachuk. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's Biachuk. 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 That's how I've always said it. Biachuk. I just want to know how you read it. That is Biachuk. Oh, poor Biachuk. He just he just got to be. He was like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a real boy. Dritz takes him down in like three moves. But yeah, like you were saying, then they held. Then they held him. Yeah, and they make yeah. they make Dritz drive make the sword yep. through his first kill from what he believes oh, yeah. is a another drove. Yes, yeah, they don't yep. they don't emphasize that here, and they don't show him either. Yeah. He never knows that it was not a as far as I know, it was not a, he never knows it. Well, at least early on, 
So be yucky yuck. Zach comes back from his uh, his little mission, and as you can imagine, he's not too happy. Nope. But also, the guy knows his place. Yep. yep. So he goes to um, the matron. He begs her not to send him uh, to the school. He says the school is going to ruin him. Which he knows it is. It's we're, we're, it's straight up propaganda. And, oh yeah, well, and yeah we're gonna I get mean, into the propaganda. Yep, yeah, I mean that's it's what it is. So he uh, he enters into the training room and has pretty much made up his mind that he is going to kill Dritz before Dritz is in his mind ruined Ruin. or tainted, perverted. Yes, perverted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Often that's used to describe me. So, uh, they begin their battle, and, and it, I would tell you, it, it's very brutal. Um, uh, it's real. It's real, and, and, and Zach Nafina is saying things to him like, have you ever heard the screams of dying tr- children? How loud those screams, they echo over the centuries in your mind. They chase you down the paths of your entire life. Okay, right. So, you can see where Zach obviously has a good heart, He's living in a world where he has to do things that he doesn't want to do. Kind of like we got to go to work. Right. Um, well, some of you do. <laughs> and they get into a battle. During this battle, Dritz actually gets the upper hand. Which causes Zach to, of course, really get the upper hand. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this is the second time we've seen this because uh, Zach did use these uh, these light like. Yeah, it's like a flash bomb, a flash yeah. grenade kind of thing. Yep, and it's just a little pee, you know, is what they kind of think they call them. And, I always, I always yep. think of it like a little pill. Yeah. You know, oh, better yet, those uh, Fourth of July snap rocks. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, the something. ones you throw <laughs> on the concrete? It's just snap like, boom, it's just except a snap it, except bit. really bright. <laughs> so that uh, he throws that aground. It causes this flash of light, which obviously the uh, everyone is very sensitive to, to bright lights. And he has the chance... Um, to kill Dritz. Going for that killing... Going yep. for the killing blow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dritz and him have a very heartfelt uh, conversation, of course. And he chooses not to kill Dritz. Which means Dritz goes where? We go well, do know that in, that in that battle, when he uses that bomb flash, mm-hmm. he goes to basically sever Dritz's head in half. And Dritz blocks it, blocks it, blocks it reflexively, mm. and then he realizes, "Holy shit!" Yeah, he's There's, beyond what I. He's he's, he's beyond me. He's yeah. legit. Yeah, the yeah. Potential is. He's he's yeah. able. The to chosen do one things, has right. arisen. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> to do things without his eyes. So uh. you know, and Zach realizes that he's using those other senses, and you that's, know, and hope. That's different. And that's yeah. all yeah. Zach has is hope when he gets shipped off to the academy. Yep. So that brings us to the academy. Uh, part three of this book, the Academy, uh, sorcery, where wizards study their dark arts. Uh, Arak Tinith. All right, let's say it. Arak- Arak- I say Arak Tinith. Yeah. I throw the L in there because I'm fancy. Arak Tinith. Yeah. Because of Loth. Um, where clerics uh, commune with the spider goddess Loth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Meli Magther. May they. Magther. Magther, where fighters are forged. I like how we're sitting here. Some of us have been reading these books for 30 years, and we are still just stumbling over these names. Well, when you say it in your inside your mind, that's yeah, you much different than trying to say it outside. Yeah. Your, 
And when yeah, I when I write really them in my head, head, I really write them like that yep. boot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know those letters. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> that's right. That's how I always say. Yeah. Oh, it starts with an M. I know what they're talking about. Yeah. I hate to say it. That's why I hope they do something sometime. That's why I hope we get an anime or, or something along those lines. Yeah, and you know, some of, some of uh, Salvador's interviews, he'll say, you know, draw or draw. Or, oh, yeah, he changes and, it up and, even. You know, he'll yeah. tell you what they are. And I'm like, nope, he's wrong. Yeah. He may have wrote it, but he's wrong. That's not how I was said. <laughs> Damn, he sucks. He doesn't even know how to pronounce what he wrote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's no uh. linguistic. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, uh, Dritz is going to the grand, um, he, I'm sorry, he's going to the, the fighter school. Um, he meets meets a friend? No. <laughs> well, he comes off as a friend. Yes. But a hatchnet. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, are you, uh, talking about Kelnaz? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, hatchnet. Hatchnet's the one that sits there and briefs them all daily yeah. the about the Lord, the Lord yeah. Master or something. Yeah, we were friends with the elves, and they drove us to the Underdark, and uh, we were Master saved Lord. by the Spider Queen. But getting to Kelnaz, friend, huh? you know? Temporary ally for yep. about 15 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And it really is. I mean, it is their, the, the great ball of fire. I mean, it is... Everything that that they are teaching is just driving that that everyone else is monsters and we're the the best and all of that, which I mean is is wild to me. But you mean stuff written in 1990 kind of sounds like today's society. I would say any any dystop well any dis, former dystopian society society how that was described and how they would do things mm-hmm. is how it is interpreted. Here. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the dark elves were great. We're the best. Everyone else. Sucks. Everything else is evil. Yeah. And you know they're getting that drilled into their heads for days. I think the first fifty nights. Yeah, I think they, they spend in a room with the uh, the old master yeah. of the silver tongue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and and that's the reality of it. This is how they they keep this society just this wheel just turning you know um where no one ever believes that there is anything else i mean this is this is what your life is yeah we're lost yeah. found them and saved them it was their salvation essentially and she's everything to them and they're yep. so secluded because you know, besides miles. the gnomes and the the dark yep. dwarfs there's nothing else around durgar durgar yep. sounds good durgar 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think it's dr- anyway. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, uh, if you guys don't mind moving on, I'm going to move on to the Grand Mali. Right. Oh man, those and right there you were saying about Kelnaz, you know. So friend, not so much. You know, he comes up to him and says, "Hey, you know, yeah, let's be partners." Mm-hmm. And Dritz, being naive as he is, yep, is okay. Let's do this without a doubt. So this pretty much is where you imagine them taking a whole class, and I, I, I don't remember what the numbers are or anything like that, putting them into an arena, giving them wooden um, swords and weapons, and then saying, uh, last last person standing wins. And you're the champion of the, the, the Grand Melee. Um, and you see how naive Dritz is right there right yep. when he talks to Kelnaz and says, well, what are the rules? Win. 
Yep. <laughs> That's the rule. And Dritz, Dritz did... I mean, they numerate. I mean, they they eliminated numerous. Uh, well, they people. waited for a while. Yeah, because yeah. they used their patience to wear each other other people down, mm-hmm. and then it was when um, Dritz came in to save Hellnuts, Kellnuts, yes. Kellnuts, um, and then saved them, and then was like, "Hey, look, we're the only ones left." And then smack on the back of the head, and yeah. down he goes. Yep. I think he got eight. Is eight, what yeah. he finished the first mm-hmm. time. Yes. So I remember too that like that whole line where he says to him, Kalnaz, you know, treachery, mm-hmm. you know, question mark, treachery. Yes. Yep. To his responses, no dritz, strategy, strategy. It is our way. Yep. Yep. So obviously another example where he he gets to learn, um, that this is how his people, this is how they live their life, and dritz continues to struggle with this. Um, now. That's the last time he makes that mistake. <laughs> that was oh, the yeah. only time he made that. Yeah. Because, you can only lose years. once. Because the yeah. next year during that. The next 10 years. Wasn't it 10 years? Uh, there was, was a very long years? time. Uh, it, was, it was a long. It, it was that second year. So that, that year after Kelnaz comes up to him again and says, hey, you want to be teammates? And, and Dritz has learned his lesson. He's like, how could I trust you? And then come to find out that that's Dritz's first person he eliminates yeah. in that year's yes. grand melee <laughs> yeah he does uh, but yeah it was he won the grand melee again the third year and the year after that so at least got up to the fourth the next year they placed him into the grand melee of students three years his seniors mm-hmm. he won that one too yep. uh so obviously we got to experience dritz uh and see that he really is eight, eight years Eight years of it. Yeah. yeah, he 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 really is one of the baddest dudes out there, uh, and he just gets better the more he's at the academy because he's you know he's he start that's what nine years nine years at the academy is what you do, and in those nine years he's learning more that you know I don't really agree with all of this stuff, and he's just going along like he has to, but his fighting skill is constantly improving every single year because that's all he had. That he could trust were those two swords that were in his hands. Oh yeah, yep. Just the skills. He uh, there's a another little lesson that he does learn that I, I just want to make sure we kind of stress. Um, by the end of their eighth year, Dritz and his classmates have begun doing uh, practice patrols in the cavern surrounding Men's Barons, and mm-hmm. um, on one of these uh, alert, a child is missing, a princess of House Bairn, Bairn, um, which is the number one house. Uh, Monsters have been spotted in the tunnels. And then you hear, um, they, they mention hook horrors. Yep. Um, lacking. Yep. yep. And then immediately Dritz, he gone. Yeah. Okay. And it's, and in, in, it was the child, you know, Zach's yeah. saying, have you ever heard screaming children, you know, dying child? And that resonated in Dritz's ears. And then it, it goes from there. Yeah. Yep. Because once he goes down, he kills the hook horror and the other thing, and then the find the body of the child. They find out once they empty out the pouch and they find the house emblem. They're just ah, lesser house. Who cares? That kid didn't even matter. They said he was a lost waif. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't a princess of the ruling house in their city. Houseless male. It was just some houseless male. Yep. 
Oh, I think that I think that bit at Dritz yeah. a lot. Um, but you see how much he gets scolded. Face. How much he gets scolded by the leader of that practice patrol about how he just runs off and doesn't care for anything else and order and formation. So it wasn't the fact that a child was sacrificed for them. You know, the, the other draw were like, no, we're here to learn. You yeah. know, and that yep. that really, it's just more of Dritz learning about himself. Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. That he doesn't belong in that society. Yeah, it's not not his place for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to see a little bit more interaction with his family. Um, they alert him that there is a, there's talk of revenge. Um, no clue who or anything like that. But that little seed gets planted, um, which we will get to see. Dritz does begin some training with um, with the faceless one. Yes. So, yeah, um, well, it was massage. Yeah, it was massage. Yeah. Oh, okay. He does meet with the faceless one. Gotcha. For like a <laughs> like a session. Yes. Or something. Oh, where the faceless one even tries to kill him yeah, on the first yeah, time, yeah. right? And well, well massage, uh, yeah, like, Hunnett, here's your lesson for the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sinefe yeah. Hunnett, the matron mother of House Hunnett, which was Gelruz's mother, faceless one, and his message's mother, set it up so that. Dritz would be under tutelage for his last six months of training mm-hmm. in, in sorcery underneath Masage. So, you know, there's there's pin drops of tidings of war. Well, oh, okay, yeah. well, we know from reading this far what's going on. Mm-hmm. The breadcrumbs are there. Yeah. Also also where he meets Guinevere for the first time. Yeah, Gwen. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. That was right after yeah. the faceless one. Faceless, faceless one is actually attempting to kill Dritz. Yep. Dritz has no idea. Who he is. Yep. No idea what's happening. Um, and then uh, he gets stopped by Guinevere because uh, massage <laughs> uh, <laughs> chooses um, chooses, of course, to not have Dritz be killed. Yeah. Uh, what? I mean, did he did he choose did he choose or is he just obeying the orders well, yes. of his he's matron he's mother? He's trying to make sure that war does not start because he also hates Dritz. And notes that he wants he has yes. opportunities to kill him, but he doesn't because he doesn't want to face it. Yes. Face yeah. And we know that the faceless one, Elton Devere, wants him dead because he's a Duerden who eliminated his entire house and family. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, Guinevere is a six hundred pound. Um, I care. Plant Panther is with six. I, I, six hundred for some of that. I always yeah. think it it changes. But. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, six hundred pound magical uh, Panther who they can summon they have, with a statue. They can summon her, and she does become a very important piece to this puzzle, of course. Um, and by statue, we're uh, talking about a not not a statue, statue, oh, like yes. a but a figurine. Yeah, that you put in your yeah. pocket. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Hold in your palm. Yeah. Um, and me being a, a cat lover, I was right away a, f- a fan of Guinevere. She's basically a dog. Is <laughs> <laughs> what she is. Really. Or a yep. big cat. Yep. 800 pound uh, big old giant panther who can uh, come that, at command. And that diverted Dritz, uh, averted Dritz from being more focused on, well, why did this, why did the Master of Sorcery just try to do something and you know message message throws him out a little bone about how you can yeah you can you can be how a how a spellcaster can be caught up in their spells of oh, madness yeah. or whatever yeah, like yeah. that and and guenevar comes in and, and dritz is it's love because well that's dritz so the cat's there and now that's where his focus is so i i like that the most about that scene was okay 
well, well, why did he try to kill me? I don't care. Look at this cat. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this thing. It's so awesome. Uh, which that brings us to graduation. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, graduation, that's, uh, I'm trying to think of, of the best way. It's a good one for Trav. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the ceremony of graduation. And if I remember right, they, they kind of drug them. I think yeah. they got something but, yeah, that. Something you, comes up from the floor and they like breathe it in. Or, yeah. Or, or something Rich, like that. sickly, yep. stinky smell up in these nostrils. Yep. And, um, you know, Dritz is kind of confused, and you could tell that he's uh, struggling a little bit with what's going on when a, um, let's just say, not dressed um, female dark elf approaches him. One that's graduating from the school of Arachtenolith. Yeah. So right. this is a this is going to be a high priestess. She, actually, well, is, she is a high priestess. Oh, she, oh there, she's just yep. slithering up on him and yeah, with she no says, clothes. Come young warrior, show the spider queen your devotion. Until you offer up yourself body and soul, you remain a boy. Well, I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and little did you know, did he yes. know? Um Dritz of course what? Refuses. Refuses. No, but thank you. It is his sister. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, not no, no. Well, not yet. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> please, no. I'm not interested. Nope. And I'm going to leave chicks, chicks right now. Gross. Yeah, yeah. chicks are gross. gross. I'm going to go play with my sword. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he steps out. He gets caught by his sister. Um, Verna, who is the sister who um, weaned him. Yep. Yep, and... And had a little piece of, I would say, compassion at times. The only compassion he would have seen to this point. Yes. Um, And she's not very happy for him. Obviously, he refused a uh, a female. Not only a female, but a... uh, um, uh, A high priestess. A high priestess. priestess. Yep. Yep. And did not do what he was supposed to do during that event. And that brings us to what you talked about earlier, Cam. Where does she take him? Drider pit. The drider pit. Uh, <laughs> not aware of a drider is. Um, Bob said he'd what like Bob to be one. Yes, Bob wants to be, yes, Bob Bob a drider, to be maybe. one. He did say rider first, though, <laughs> yes. and I just left well, that alone. He'll, he'll you know, a spell rider, check. Spell check. Drider rider. Yep, so uh, a drider is, just imagine a um, a dark elf half top, the top half being a, a regular man elf, the bottom half being a giant spider. Yeah. So... Um, and so it's basically males that have totally blasphemed against law. Yeah. yeah, and females. Yep. It's pretty much but, the worst thing they do to yeah. them. Yeah. Because yes. supposedly they're in pain the whole time yep. that they're a drider. Like you, they they morph your body into that. And I imagine you feel, get to feel every uh, little piece of that, that yep. puzzle. Yeah. I know um, in the beginning they were saying that the bodies were bloated and. Discon- yeah, and yeah. Dis- disfigured yeah. and whatnot, yeah. but then you know later on in the in the series, you know the yeah half drow, half spider, yeah. easiest yeah. way to say it. Yep, you know, but we're not talking little spider. This no, is no, no, we're like, we're yeah. talking a full grown. Well, so yep, I mean, kind of scale that. Yeah, it's uh, like twice the height, if not more. Yeah, I would imagine you're talking twelve Max, foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah, just you, monster. Yeah, the body's probably six feet off the ground. Yep, and then yeah. yeah. 
Just imagine the thing of nightmares. <laughs> Bless you. Well, the depends th- on what classes. you're into, but... That's true. Oh, Apparently, Bob. But try and <laughs> try and to imagine bada bing, what, bada boom. what Dritz was seeing, standing at that pit, looking down at Driders. Yes. Yeah. It never and then being pushed into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and then being pushed because his sister was trying to be compassionate. Yes. By pushing him into the Drider pit. Yeah. So they could eat him. Yeah. So they could kill him. Yep. Compassion. Saved by his mother, I believe, right? Is that, yeah, Malice said no, you know, this is not what's going to happen with him, and we are going to properly educate him. Yeah, Yeah. with the war coming. Yes. And And that's a huge part of it, of course. And then, you know, Malice is telling Dritz, you know, your sister was showing you mercy. You do anything like that again, I'm going to take you back to that pit. Yeah. But not to feed you to the Driders, to turn you into one. So, yeah, now mom's given that warm love. Oh, yeah. Warm love <laughs> after he was almost food. But he ends up graduating. Yes. He still ends up graduating. He yep. still gets the highest class honors. Gets to go home. Go home to his wonderful family. It's, it's like the kid that's so good that you kind of have to give him a pass. You're like, you can't. I know you're an asshole, but here's your degree anyways. <laughs> now you're somebody else's problem. Mm-hmm. Which that brings us uh, to part four of the book, and um, now we are are getting into where it's it's starting to amp up here uh, quite a bit, and we start off with a little bit of politics. Um, oh, this is oh man, politics! I'm trying to remember if how it happens. You do love right politics, away. Ron. But nah, I'm not going to talk politics on here. But we're talking dro politics. Yes. So this is where it's not free. this it's is free. where Cinefe Hunnit gets Elton DeVere, or the faceless one, and brings him to the council to try to explain why House Hunnett can now attack House DeVere. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you get to start seeing, how does this work? Well, you got eight women in the ruling council. And you only summon the ruling council for important things. So they're, you know, the other ones are like, well, why are we here? Yeah, this is your, this is your son Gelruz. We know that, and, and no, it's not. It's Elton Devere, and oh, I could go off on this for a while. Yeah, you know, Cinefe's <laughs> just like, well, we want to punish Duerden, and the other ones are like, what are you talking about? They, you know, if they did it, yeah. all of them knowing flat out that the Duerdens did it. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. but they say, well, if they did it, they deserve our applause. And I think the ruling council thinks that Cinefe wants them to do something, but she didn't. No, she just wants them to turn an eye. Yeah, she's but really that's more where you get to for... see yeah. how the wheels spin even more, getting just a little deeper into it. Looking for that permission. Yep. We also do see that uh, Dritz has been going out on uh, with patrols. patrols. Yep. yep, in the Underdark. He's been doing this with uh, Guinevere and um, also Massage. Massage. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are going to come around to this, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and, Put it in um, Google Translator, see what it says. <laughs> and there is, there is, we also do see that um, Guinevere does not follow her, her master's orders to an extent, right? You know, but Guinevere is helping dritz and they are building that bond mm-hmm. now massage has the the statue which means he is in his mind 
has the power the over. Master. Yes, he's yeah. the master of Guinevere. Yep. And uh, Guinevere is you know, just kind of doing her thing. Because he actually uh, disciplines her at Scold- one point. Yes, yeah. scolds her. Yep. Scolds her. Yep. Uh, and then this brings us to uh, like a huge, I would say, huge turning point in Dritz's life. Um, this is the one that destroys well, everything. Come yes. back to bite him later. Without a doubt. Yes, we do. We do see this story again numerous times. But we will see her again. Yep. Um, <laughs> Dritz, uh, Dritz goes with a raiding party to the surface, and this, you know, like so. Part of me when I when I'm reading this, I remember I'm like, well, what's really the point? Like, are they going to steal things? Are they? Go- no, it, it really is. Hey, we're just going to go to the surface. And we're going to kill. Yeah. We're going to kill some things. Yep. Yeah. And hopefully, maybe we'll get lucky and we'll find some of those evil wood elves, too. <laughs> Take them down. <laughs> yep. But but what's good is, is, is all the stories that Melee Magda, that Dritz had to sit through. This was going to be the culmination. It was like everything else. He's like, well, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. Okay, well. Now. Now we're going to see about these surface elves. The Let me tell you what. Yeah. And the burning balls in the sky yeah yep. so they find this uh this um elf uh community and of course these evil wood elves what are they doing oh they're dancing yes dance dance of merriment (laughs) yeah they're they're having a fire they're just having a good time children women and it is at nighttime this is at night yep yep and um the dark elf party uh goes in and murders almost every single one of them Yep. Uh, Dritz uh, catches a child, female child, uh, holds her on the ground. I, if I remember, even covered her with blood. With her, with her covered with her mother's body. Too. Yes, yeah. and told her to remain still. Um, and then everyone thought that he had killed the child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a positive, just a positive experience. <laughs> you got one. High fives all around. Hey, good job. We're going to go back Good job killing that child. Yes. <laughs> Man, but, you know, they, they do that. And before they go back, their last edict, their last order on the surface is they have to witness the horrible sun. It's the sun. Yes. They got to witness the sun. Yes. They have and, to see the sun come up. And this is, I think this is, this was it for Dritz. I think yes. this was it. It was like, okay, this is going to be. This is going to be the reason why that they're right. Is yeah. The sun's going to come up. And, of course, the sun comes up, and everybody else runs. And he loves it. And he loves it. And yep. he's just basking in that light. Yeah. Reading reading that for the first time, like he's him describing putting up with his eyes burning and like him like physically not being able to keep his eyes open, but yeah. forcing them open just to witness yeah. what was going on and the warmth. Of his, yeah. You could definitely tell that's something that... I just think about what what it's like for us looking at the sun. <laughs> right. Now you imagine someone who has never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm melting. Uh, and you know, they, all the other ones think he's delusional or something like, oh, the sun's burning his brains. Let's get him back inside. Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely uh, um, an eye-opening experience for him. For sure. Okay. Um comes back from the raid and i'm trying to think what do we get next obviously zach hears stories of his son killing a child and he is very cold i I think 
mentally broke Zach. Yep. It was yeah. like, I should have killed him. Yes. I should have killed him. Before he became this. Before he became this ruthless yep. killer yep. of children. So uh, we pretty much get the the vibe that when Zach gets his chance, um, this time he will not hesitate, and he his intention will be to to kill Dritz. Um, before that can happen, Dritz goes on another um, uh, patrol. patrol out in the Underdark, mm-hmm. where we meet um, the Belwar. the Belwar the Burrow Warden. We meet the Deep Gnomes. The Deep Gnomes. Zverf Zverf Nebly. I always said Silverby. Well, that. Zverf Nebly. I believe it. I believe it. You believe that that's how I said it? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Mm. So they, uh, of course, do quick work on um, uh, these gnomes. They do call forth a uh, a, a rock golem. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And um, which was a, a real cool, and this is the part. I mean, like, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, like, this is the, a huge part of it, right? Oh, it's yeah. just all the cool creatures and spells, and just all that. And and he did a really good job with this book. Of I mean, because you could have just stayed in, you could have just stayed in Menza Baron for yeah. this whole thing. He did a good job of taking us into the Underdark and and showing us these other creatures, the hook horrors, um, and just doing that, doing that world building. Oh yeah, you know I mean, and and when they're fighting the these these deep gnomes at this point in time, the goddess knows that Dritz didn't kill this baby, and House Hunnet knows that House Duerden is out of favor with Loth. Yes. So this is where she's given like message on the patrols with them. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. You've got it. Go for this yep. kill. You do it. Yep. Right. Which kill leads him. us right back to this point where we're at. About this rock golem coming out of the ground, yeah, and Dritz fighting it. I and I, that it it Guinevere tries to save him. Yep, um, gets hurt badly, and I can't. We did not meet the hunter here, but I think this is maybe one of the first times where we see Dritz lose it. Like just it is the beginning yeah. of yes. the next book. Yes, yeah, Men- mentally. Yes, yeah. Um, he's seeing something that he. Um, Really cares about her, and he goes he goes crazy attacking um, this rock golem. Which, of course, most people be like, "What are you even doing?" Like, a a uh uh, someone fighting with swords should not be fighting that. Yeah, yeah a yes. living, a basically a living mountain. Yes, you know, a pile of rock. Yeah. So, um, this is also the first time where I believe a massage takes a shot mm-hmm. and tries to actually kill Dritz as well. Yep, he he treats. Tries to hit him with lightning. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which does he hits hits the uh, the rock golem and then um, you know I think Dritz then at that point too, Dritz realizes I, or maybe he didn't at that point but he starts to kind of put these pieces yeah, together. Yeah. But his concern still is where did Guinevere go? Yes. You know because she yeah. just dissipated into nothing. Yep. Um, um, the graphic novel doesn't go into it. No, all right, of course. But but plant yeah. you know not plant sorry. Yep. Goodness. Belwar ends up calling that earth elemental back, and then Mason gets stuck halfway in cement. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so that helps again. Dritz's mind is on Guinevere. Yep. Mason is stuck in some mud. Yeah. And he he forgets, not really forgets, but he gets that little lapse of, he tried to kill me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But 
Yep. So this is the the dark elf. Then grab they they catch Belwar. They end up catching him. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. They do catch him. Yep. And they're gonna kill him. Indrid says what? No. No. Don't kill him. And how does he how does he talk him out of killing him? What happens? Well, he doesn't. He just says don't kill him. He says it would be great if we send him back to his people, and they can. They will know. To fear us. How strong yeah, we are. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And, and, you know, Dritt's trying to use some of that mm-hmm. stuff he learned yep. to wordplay it to not... They want to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. They to killed everybody else already. Yeah. And I can't remember, was it Denon, his brother Denon, who actually said... Cut his hands yeah. off. Yes. Yep. And um, was it Dritz that actually chopped his no, hand? Okay, someone no, else. No, okay. he said, no. is this necessary? In the yes. Yeah. No, one of the priestesses used that mind hold, which happened to Dritz early on, and held Belwar ah, yes. until they were going to swing the weapon down to take his hands off. Then yep. they released it so they could hear his screams. But, you know, if you don't know this, you will soon that Belwar Disengulp is a man oh, yeah. and Dog. didn't make a sound. Yeah. The bad dude. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No hands. Down. Great character. This little gnome, but man, he's a bad dude. <laughs> we also get, uh, I think this might be the first time where we see a yokel? Yeah. Uh, no. Did we see one earlier? We saw one with the faceless one when he tries to summon his mother. Thing. Yeah. Yes. We didn't We didn't hit that at all. Yeah, yeah. That was yep. a, I mean, yep. a, a, that was a don't bother me. Yes. You You fool. don't matter. You're yeah. a male. Go Yokel, away. Uh, yokels are the handmaidens of um, Loth and nasty, nasty like they describe almost like a big blob, gelatinous. Yes. Yeah, like melted, a melted candle wax. wax. Yeah. I will say in the um, in the graphic novel they do a good job drawing them. Yeah. I mean they look pretty. That's exactly how you would think. Yes, yeah, pretty disgusting. Uh, and then they can transform into whatever they want. They can be a hot chick too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they're they're definitely ultimate, capable of doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> that is the ultimate catfish. Yeah. Hey, baby, uh, I think it's about time we. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> Are you melting? Yeah. Uh, so what happens here is they they um, Malice calls calls one, and she's looking for information. She wants to find out why she's not in favor with the the Spider Queen. Yeah. Which which house is conspiring against us? What is going on here? Yes. Yep. And that does not go very well. Yep. Because we yep. don't give answers nope. to those who already know the answers. The answers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then the interrogation yeah. begins because she's embarrassed. Malice has just been shamed in front of a handmaiden of Loth. So yep. let's talk to the family because it has to be somebody in the family that knows because that's the only way that a handmaiden would do that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So they bring they bring in all the boys. It's always I think she I think she brought in everybody. Of course. Yep. Yeah. But we know where her eyes were lying. On the boys. Yeah. And this is where Dritz kind of puts it together. He brings up the massage, uh, tried to attack him, tried to kill him. He also brings up the faceless one earlier. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They kind of start to put those pieces together. They make the connection that, you know, the wires are now touching. It's got to be this house. Yes. It has to be House Hunnett that is the ones that are coming for us. Yeah. Yep. And then they also, at that point, too, they really do figure out that 
Dritz is the problem here, right? Is Dritz, they figure out Dritz is the one that has yeah. brought bad favor on them. Oh, so they, call they the go yokel and summon again. the yokel a second time, mm-hmm. which in Drow religion is it's, it's a big no-no. And this time the yokel is not as pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all she wants to know is, you know, who's got more favor? Right. Duerns are out of favor. Yeah. Well, why? Why are we out of favor? We don't answer questions that you already know the answers. Yeah. And then just explodes. And she pretty much knows it's not her daughter's. Right. You know, they're, they are. Or Denon because he's too stupid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll have roles to play later. Um, but that brings us to uh, um, maybe not the biggest fight of, of this book, but this is Dritz and Zach, and Zach treats it as the, the last training session kind of situation. Um, but this is where This Zach, is how Zach's going to redeem himself. Yes. For and, something he thought he should have done a while ago. And um, it's a, it is a, a, a brutal fight between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. with Zach, I mean, pretty much, if I remember right, calling him out the whole time about yeah. mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. And w- whenever he would let up, it would be like, yeah, and the screams of dying children. And then he'd remember, oh, wait, Dritz killed a child. Yeah. I'm going to go kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And as they're fighting, Matron Malice and the oldest daughter, Breeza, Breeza are looking in a chalice, yes. seeing what's going on. Watching the battle. Yep. Seeing what's seeing, sad. Seeing, well, yep. Yep. Seeing him and fight, so, hearing the words. Fight. Yep. yep. And we then, get they're the, like, then they're like, well, go get Dritz because we're going to sacrifice him tonight. Exactly. And this is where we get the cross down parry to, which, it, you know, is just part of this, the sword fighting and how Bob yep. just loves to, you know, where um, Zach believes he has Dritz. Dead to rights. Dead to rights, and and Dritz, Dritz has figured out how to, to counter. counter it. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. Swift kick to the nose. That'll do it every mm-hmm. time. I want to just read this real quick, and I, this is from the graphic novel, so it might not be word for word from the book, but um, uh, Dritz, as he's got Zach down, says the murder of clerics or other dro. Do you enjoy it all? And Zach says, enjoy. I kill. Yes, I kill dro. Do you think your mother would let me live if I did not serve her evil designs? She hates me, despises me for what I know. Um, are you so blind to the evil around you? Um, and they continue this battle. And actually to the point where it looks like Zach is, he has Dritz. Or he's gonna, he's, and, he's and, gonna. And Dritz tells him, I didn't kill the kid. Yep. Like, yep. I didn't kill him. Yep, and that's that's where I think I kind of went a little softy on that. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the next thing is Zach dropping his swords. Yes. And, you know, that that relief of, 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 of being a father, and you think your child has done something so horrific, but then you come to find out that they didn't. Yeah. And just that overwhelming feeling of pride, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, finds out. But you know who else finds out because they're looking at the chalice. Yeah. Everybody else. Scrying pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Scrying the scrying pool. Zach and Dritz get a very brief moment where they embrace and they get to have that experience. You and know. Dritz, even though he's felt it, finally finds out that Zach is his father. Yes. Yeah. You are the father. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be the two of them versus 
everyone else. The world. Yes. Yes. We will find a way to make it work where we can we can do this. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now, they're still talking in the construct of this life they're living, but we're going to find a way to make it work. Yep. Um, which then causes Dritz to go for a little walkie walk. Now, keep in mind, Dritz is not supposed to be going for a walkie walk at this time because there is a house that is going to be attacking them. Probably not a great time to go for a walk. But, you know. <laughs> it worked out okay for him, though. <laughs> I know my dad. <laughs> yeah. How am I going for a walk? <laughs> uh, I love my dad. Uh, but he wasn't the only one. No, no. Um, other people are well aware that Dritz is uh, out and about. So um, we get what I feel like was the best battle of this this book. And that is Dritz versus the Faceless One and Massage. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, actually, I, and there's another creature in that scene too. Uh, there's a cave fisher. Cave, cave fisher, fisher, yes. Well, yep. Massage. We didn't say this, but when we were, you were describing the Underdark, the, at the very beginning, it was a, a depiction of a cave fisher oh. snatching up a looked like a cobalt or no, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, from the surface, and that it's just describing how ruthless the underdark is and that's what he runs into now so it's he gets little, his, neat little callback just gets attacked by a, the same, a the same way the yeah the yeah the thing does in the beginning yep gets saved by who when when yeah mason messed up that massage messed up that lightning bolt message. strike so yeah mama hunt it mm. mama hunt is now oh, sending out both her wizards so yeah. that's why there's yeah. two of them out there but yeah guinevere tracks them guinevere tracks them yep, yep. Yep, does what she's supposed to do, and then uh, the two uh, the two wizards come out, and their their plan is to kill them, kill them a little dritz. Now, I will say, um, from my experience reading these books, um, just like the priestess are very confident, male wizards, oh really, are very confident because <laughs> I think they're smarter than everybody. Yes, they're smarter. They're so much better than the the warriors. We should be yeah. in charge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, um, the cave fisher helps Dritz, uh, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, they even kill the, I'm sorry, Guinevere helps Dritz get away from the cave fisher. Mm -hmm. They kill the, they kill the cave fisher. And then, um, while this whole thing is happening, uh, Zach gets called in to see his, to see his, yeah, see the matron. And they begin that whole conversation. So, We've got two things going on at once here, and um, they start the process of. She pretty much tells him, "I'm. We're going to sacrifice Dritz. We so, have to. Yes, we have to. We yeah. have to get the favor, the, the mm-hmm. favor of the uh, the Spider Queen back. We are going to kill Dritz." Zach Nafine says, "Take yeah. me instead." And I think he did what any of us would would do. It's Third kid. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm done. <laughs> uh, so, um, while this huge battle is happening in this book, in his home, he's losing everything. Yes. Yeah. You know the 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 father that he just realized he had, who shares the same feelings that he does. That there there's a chance for something. Uh, of a somewhat normal life, maybe person he can vent to. Yes, yes. you know. Yes, that is that is uh, being taken away from him. 
Um, both these wizards attack Dritz. Is there anything in this that you guys really uh, want to hit? Ron, you, want, you got something? Uh, Ron always has something. Oh, yeah. I do a lot of talking, and for that, I apologize. <laughs> well, that's what a podcast is about, buddy. Oh, man, I tell you, that whole fight scene, that whole fight scene where Gwendovar's like, you know what, Massage? I'm not yours. You know, I, I belong to Dritz. My heart's with him. And Dritz says that in the book. Yeah. And I, I will hit on just one. Yep. I'll just hit on one specific scene in there. And I'll let you guys talk about anything else you want. It's when Masage finally gets up onto a ledge. Yep. And he has Dritz, the high round. And, <laughs> and Dritz is climbing the rocks to get him. And Masage is just blasting him with lightning. And he's climbing, climbing. This goes back to the hunter. Yeah. You know, you get to see it now yes. yeah, a little bit clearer. Yep. But the second Dritz's hand gets the crest of that ledge, Mason starts stomping on his hands, just stomping on him. And Dritz keeps coming up. And, and unbelievably, Mason just, your hands are, your fingers are broken. And Dritz is just like, probably. And that's the end of message. So stabs that is stabs through the cess and says, possibly, but <laughs> they will heal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that that is that is that scene. Yeah. And that you know that would that encompassed a lot of pages of reading. Oh yeah. Just that little part was what. Yeah. It is my favorite. <laughs> they're, they're broken. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> There's another piece of this that the uh, the faceless one dies by he has a broken wand wand because Guinevere he's trying to kill Dritz and Guinevere attacks him yep and the the wand is broken and it, it's just an example of like to me how his rage is so powerful they all they know I mean they're wizards they know you don't fuck you don't you don't mess around yeah. with a, a broken wand right. Yeah, look what happened to Ron Weasley. Yeah, I was going to say, she should have watched Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, attempts to fire that wand, and <gasps> boom, just yep. like that. Below fireball. Yeah. To smithereens. Yep. But that rage was just so powerful. Uh, he didn't um, care. That was his driving force. Was, exactly. I'm going to kill this dirty, filthy Duerden. Yeah. Should have just gave him the statue and let him leave. Exactly. <laughs> exactly but dritz does in fact take the statue yes oh, yeah. yep yes and there starts the journey yes <laughs> uh dritz returns home oh um, where have you been yep you're not supposed to leave the house young man he explains to them that the house that they're about to go to war with has down two wizards oh and mom is so proud so yeah, proud oh yeah so she's proud. so happy our so new weapon proud. master yep my boys are grown up. <laughs> we have the upper hand. Where is Zagnafine? Dredd asks. Only to find out. Yeah, what, yeah it was, uh, he's seeing Loth a lot clearer now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm. I know. Yep. That. Uh, what'd she tell him? You know, it's none of your concern. You're the new weapons master now. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's learned there's only one way to ascend. And that's through death. Yeah. Yep. Realizes that they have sacrificed him to the Spider Queen. And, uh... But it wasn't... You know, it wasn't their fault. It was Dritz's fault. Oh, no, yeah. you yeah. killed him. Yes. Because you didn't follow our ways. Yep. And... Yep. 
dark elves never at a fault yeah so Dritz pulls out his dad's little trusty uh, uh, light light pee light little, little, little pill light, little light pellet yeah perfect sunshine yeah says damn you and damn loth smashes it yeah and it's gone and it's gone gone when they when they come to and that book if i recall right mm-hmm. it really ends with him walking out of menzo barons yeah. and yep, leaving, leaving the gates yep. getting outside the walls yep yep not knowing what the future holds but knows that he will not be spending it there and he, he made a come promise back. to himself when he left that he would never kill another dark elf yes, as I long do. as he lived. And that's, that's a big point to bring up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because he's going to stick to them morals because that's what's got him this far. Yep. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't give him much choice. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but So that is Homeland. Good book. Good book. Very good book. I will say that. Explained in a long time. Right. Yeah. Wrapped up. Oh, yeah. It is also one of those situations where I I feel like you when you're talking about world building you gotta put a lot of detail into a story like that, and I I, I can say as as a a reader, I have loved when we have gone back to Menzo Berenson. Yeah, I I have loved every it. single book where we go back. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> it expands on well, I would say even. Like Bregan Dar- Bring and Darth, Bregan Darth. Oh yeah. Yep. I would say they kind of made it more interesting for me. And oh they, yeah. They're intertwined in literally yeah. everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. They got their uh, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. But but I that's probably where it jumped for me is when they got introduced. Yeah. And that's when I started to really enjoy Men's Berenson. Yeah. Kind of opened up a bunch of different avenues, like with the slums. Oh yeah. Like the houseless. Yep. Houseless, oh. That I mean that. The houseless rogues, yeah, and, and just that—another uh, option for the, these males. Right. You know, there's another piece of that that I, I really did love. Yeah. Anything? Uh, closing thoughts on Homeland? Anything you guys want to throw out there? I didn't, is it a? Is it when you think it, about an origin story? I mean, did he nail it? You feel like he nailed that? Definitely laid the yeah, foundation really def- well. Yeah. For Dritz. And especially in this book, it starts off kind of slow because it is world building, but then it definitely picks up at the end. And then at the end, it basically, Dritz looks behind with Guinevara uh, behind him and leaves Menzo Berenson. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he goes into the next chapter and you're like, oh shit, what's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. How does he get to the surface? Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's kind of like, you know, the hero is in that, you know, that big circle they always talk about with the hero he's you know found his true purpose and that's where it ends now we got to find out you know when does he use that true purpose and comes back to who he truly is yeah i i'll tell you one thing i i loved about that little the hero journey and the, the whole aspect is we meet a lot of dark elves yeah um and two had goodness and yeah but they show you why i mean they're like oh yeah well imagine when you went to school and they told you how to do one plus one well right. here they're you know yeah you know i mean it's just so indoctrinated into them this this evil this this always pushing to be number one and yeah. um now i i 
absolutely loved it because I felt like it created this whole race, whole group of people that I'm like, they're terrifying. Like anytime now where I read something where a dark elf is introduced or or something, I'm like, oh, you want to... I want to keep an eye on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. You know none of them are going to be, none of them are going to be dripped. No. They're just going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Hannibal yeah. Lecter. That kind <laughs> That's of, a good point. In one of his internal monologues in the beginning, he said, all these dark elf children, or drow, drow children, are wide-eyed and smiley until they get poisoned or tainted or whatever. Yeah. And then they become the evil, twisted treacherous people yeah everyone do you ever think about the people that are living in the slums do you ever wonder if like the just the the dark elves who aren't in a house kind of thing like what's their house like (laughs) like the commoners well yeah yeah. common nobodies i think they were a house at one point and then fell out of favor or their house was destroyed because they're soldiers and they're just Took off and hid. They, he definitely goes into depth of that later, like fought way farther yeah. down in the series mm-hmm. when yeah. he comes back to Menzo Barons. And I, I, I did enjoy. I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. yeah well, what do I think their houses look the like? Come oozing, over to my house. Oozing, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Oozing, <laughs> oozing Mike and Nate. My, yes. Yeah. Mike and Noid. All right, guys. We are yeah. two hours in. All right. Yep. It is. It is time to to wrap this one up. Um, Good book. Yeah, start there. Just book. Yep. great book. Start there. If you're if you haven't read any of them yet, just know there's going to be spoilers throughout this podcast. Oh, yeah, and I think anybody that listens to this, they know what they're getting themselves into. It's hard not to um, books. They just exactly. they just want to they just want to sit around and listen to people talk about a book that they also loved. Yep. Um, so this is what we'll be doing. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and we'll see maybe once a month, maybe every other. We'll find out. We've as uh, as we've learned, it's not always easy to make it happen. Nope. Yep. But we will be making it happen, uh, guys. If anyone listens to this podcast and they would like to reach out to you, how would you recommend they do that? I'll go first. You can find me on Facebook, Travis Bowles. Um, I got a few other podcasts. My wife is gonna kill me. Um, I'm going to tell you it is adult orientated and horrible, and I would recommend you never even check it out. That's my advice on that. Um, but uh, if you ever want to talk uh, talk dritz, I would be happy to um, go back and forth with the NDM. So just uh, look me up, Bob. Yep, same here. Uh, Travis Bowles and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> No, Bob Rieger, um, last name R-I-E-G-E-R on Facebook. You can DM me at any time, um, and I'll get back to you, and I'd love to talk about Dritz or even the Dragonlance books. So, And I always take recommendations, too. So if you have something that's good out there in the fantasy realm, even some sci-fi, you know, send me send me those recommendations. Perfect. Ronnie. Yep. So uh, if you want to reach me out on Facebook, I also like recommendations, but I guarantee I'm not going to read what you suggest. <laughs> uh, but you can reach me at Facebook. I have a different name than my real name, and that's Eider Bjorn, E-I-D-E-R. Um, yeah, message me. And it doesn't even have to be about the books. You know, being retired, I have I have a lot more f- free time than most of the guys here do. So, I mean, I will talk life with you because I've seen it all throughout my military career. Um, but, yeah, 
You can reach out. I'd give you my phone number right now, but I gave it to Travis once, and now everybody has it. So. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Oh. I think Instagram's RGT5000. Perfect. Another story behind that one. Yeah. yeah. If you need me, no kidding. If you need me, I am here. Reach out. But if you want to talk drits, just know I'm going to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Cam? Yeah. Facebook's probably a good one. Uh, be Cameron Michael on Facebook. I probably don't know as much off the top of my head as some of the other guys here, but I'm glad to talk to you about anything. And I, w- I would say, too, we will um, eventually probably put together a little uh, Facebook thing for this, and there'll be some stuff. Yeah, so, cool. Yep, there'll be some ways for you guys to reach out, and we can share uh, share things that we've enjoyed about R.A. Salvatore's The Legend of Dritz. All-time author. All-time author. All right, thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you guys have a good one. Peace. Do 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 do